0: <laughs> All right, cool, uh, sitting here in Monticello, Utah with Natalie and Dustin um, of Rome Industries. Yep. That, okay, cool. Uh you guys just do a quick introduction, I guess, if you guys, if you guys want, or uh, just a little bit who you guys are, and that's it. Kay. Real quick, it doesn't have to be anything. <clears throat> He's first.
1: I'm Natalie Randall. Um... I don't know, grew up in Virginia originally, Oh, nice. came out to Utah and Idaho for school, and then fell in love with the mountains in the west and couldn't move back to the big crowded city afterwards, so my background is in exercise physiology, um, and so I did adaptive recreation with the University of Utah Hospital and some hospital administration, and then ended up meeting Dustin eventually in that time frame while I was working up there. And it was his dream to start a guiding business, so that's so what brought us down in Monticello. Wow.
2: Yeah, I'm Dustin, I grew up here in Monticello. Um, had opportunity to kind of get to travel the world a lot when I was doing wildland fire. And just kept wanting to come back to this area. And at one point it was, you know, it was the Air Force or start Rome industry, and so we decided to do this. Oh, man. So that's why he came down here and... Luckily, natalie totally backed it, and <laughs> I wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for her. So, you know, perfect worked I like out.
0: That. Yeah, it's definitely teamwork. Yeah. And uh why, why Monticello? You guys from here? Uh, when are you guys from here? Yes. How, yeah. How did you guys pick Monticello? Yeah,
2: growing up here, you know, it's there's so much to do. I mean, granted, we have Moab up the road, right? Yeah, there's yeah. plenty to do there. Yeah. You know, but Monticello, you know, growing up here, my dad is a cowboy crossing the country chasing cows you know so you did everything from four wheeling and shooting to hiking and climbing and, um, and it's been you know fairly recent that the mountain bike scenes kind of creeped down here a little bit um, and some of the locals have, have kind of gotten into it but yeah, you just can't beat this area man At 7,000 feet in the summertime it's way cooler than Moab you know you have the Abajos the access is 10 minutes you know and you can get up to 10,000 11,000 feet you know it's just the the diversity is unparalleled here you you can't get anything better the only thing we don't have is salt water which I'm okay with
1: (laughs) I mean part of it too was like with Dustin growing up in Monticello he was kind of talking about how he like his dad was a rancher so they got on horses on four-wheelers and some dirt bikes and he did some mountain biking too but it was always like to go and find cows so he really got to learn about the country but it was always with work involved And like even the other kids around, there wasn't a lot of introduction to any of like your outdoor rec activities, like your climbing, more so human powered. That's what we're focused on. So like you're climbing, you're biking, canyoneering, and yeah, more of those and skiing. And so that was really one of the goals too, is coming back to this community, is how can we also involve the youth and the locals and get them more interested in some of those activities because this is the country that everyone in all of our travels when we've been traveling people are like why are you in Iceland or why are you in Europe like we pay like we are saving our hard-earned dollars to come to your corner of the state 20 minutes
2: away like that's my dream to go there yeah yeah
1: so like we're in this world renowned or known destination and living here and so why not get the locals to know about it as well so Mm. that was kind of a I mean like a side yeah. thought in a lot of the process as well and building up a local community and yeah. bringing some maybe economic growth to the area as well that
0: very cool that's a big deal I know uh, back home that's the challenge we're facing right now is getting trying to build a different economy because our our current economy is based on oil and gas and mm-hmm. and the coal mines and stuff and those are really slowing down so now they're trying to figure out how to make an economy out of outdoor recreation which is exactly what you guys are doing here yeah trying to do, Um, and uh, yeah, I really take my hat off to you guys, because it it is a small town, and it makes it a bit of a struggle, you know, but you guys are in a good location, you guys get a lot of passing traffic, yeah, but um, I guess, uh, you guys, so have you guys always been, I'm assuming you guys have always been into outdoor stuff, it sounds like you guys have always been pretty outdoorsy, or is that something that kind of grew on you guys later in life? Uh,
1: I think, for me as a kid, so when I, my dad took me backpacking. So I remember trips with him and then with my cousins and things in the Shenandoah Mountains in Virginia. So like hills compared to here. Yeah. Really. But that's how it kind of started for me. And then my cousins climbed. And so I started getting into that. And I think I was 13 or 14. I got an under the table job at an outdoor, like an outfitter. So my dad had been like, if you want to get into it, you better find some younger people to take you out. And so I started working there, and that's how it kind of started to grow on me, is getting into nice. more of the climbing and some mountain biking, and I really got into the roadie cycling. Oh, That's did you? what I was into, and then through college, did triathlons and perfect. like that type of, more of those activities, and then Super started perfect. to evolve more from there. But,
0: cool. And yeah. uh, what all does Rome tackle? Because it sounds like you guys do a little bit of everything. You guys got skiing, you guys got rock climbing, a uh, little bit of everything. What's... What all do you guys get what, all, what do people expect when they come to Run Rome, in, Rome Industries? What should they
1: uh... that's the funny thing. Everyone's like, What is Rome? Like, yeah. What? yeah, we haven't what
2: clarified is... very
0: well. So it's like, a bike shot.
1: Yeah, it's like this, so, I mean, industry, maybe you should talk, like, behind of the background on the industry section yeah. of it. I was kind of your... Because it's
0: definitely more than a bike shop, yeah. which I think is super cool.
2: Yeah, you know, like, on, on you know, Utah, part of their logo on the flag, which the flag needs to be better, but, you know, is, <laughs> is the label industry, you know, which is, you know, essentially, you know, working with what you have around you and, and having to kind of do multiple things to make it. And in your area, it's probably kind of the same way. Like, anybody in this town... They've got a few things going on. There's very few that just have one job and can make it work here.
1: Like many hats. Yeah. yeah
2: so you know, it's it's you you got to kind of figure, got to do everything to make it. Yeah. And and with the popularity of this area, with the Bears Ears Monument, you know, whether it's the original size or the current size, like um, visitation's coming, traffic's going up, and you know, we're really trying to promote anything that's like a human-powered activity. I mean, obviously, like the area is huge. We're the largest county in this state, and you got to use a vehicle to get just to get to yeah. some places. You know, be that as a may, we're still pushing the human powered. So it's the climbing, the biking, skiing, the the bike packing, the overnight stuff. You know, just just to try to. Keep it to the forefront of people's minds. Yeah, there's other activities to do. And as I said, growing up here, like, you know, going back to the question of when I got to the outdoors, like, you can't live in a place like this in the middle of nowhere and not be in the outdoors. I mean, every local here knows some cool hikes, some some cool place to go to. Um, so, yeah, it's just... But there's the technology with the skiing and the climbing and, and the biking specifically. Yeah. You know, in the last 15, 20 years is... Gone through the roof, like, you know, with the fat bikes, with the plus bikes like you can, you can access a lot of this country in a really, really fun way. It doesn't just have to be in hiking boots and jeans. Like there's a lot more to do. Um, and so that's, that's the kind of idea we're pushing is, is get out there and and still use your human power to go and do it. Super cool.
1: So really what we function as is we're guide. So we'll guide people on bike packing trips and also climbing trips. Um, Bikepacking is like our backbone in creating the entire Rome company. Um, And then all these kind of accessory activities have come on as well. Um, We serve as like rental fleets as well. So we'll rent out all the bikepacking gear and kits. So our goal with that is someone could just come in that maybe they're comfortable mountain biking or maybe they're comfortable even road cycling. It's a great transition um, to get people into more of the sport of mountain biking through that overnight experience, but they can just show up and grab one of our kits. We have the sleeping kit, the whole nine yards, and they can just show up with a toothbrush pretty much and then go out. Nice. Um, So full service that way. Um, The storefront, which has baseline of all of those activities that we talked about, especially with Indian Creek being down the road. We have a climbing section as well. Nice. Um, And then also we have a hut system too. So we have two huts, one we call the Bothy Wagon, and it's named after like the Scottish Bothies. So super basic structures that the shepherds used to use as they were traveling from the west side of like England into the city to sell their sheep and stuff back in the day. Oh, that's so, so they're cool. super cool structures. There's some fun biking trips in Scotland and things you can do to Bothies. Um, so there's that one, and that's kind of our winter hut that's on baho Peak. And then we have the tiny house that we shift around and put in the wintertime, we have it at the top of the cross-country trails in town and okay. then off like in the fall and when it's not snowing out then we have it out in Elk Ridge and other locations that a lot of times we'll stop bike packing trips at okay. so you can bike packing along the way you don't have to camp every single night you can show up and there's a there's a tiny house out there
0: do you, do you guys start the bike packing trips from right here in town or do you guys drive is there um loops you guys do like a day loop a two-day loop or how is it structured
2: yeah, you know, there's, usually we'll drive at least up to, like, one of the passes in the Abajos, you know, take about, like, the Robertson Pasture Trail, like, where we usually we start that, um, just to kind of give them a little bit of a warm-up downhill, and then pedal up, because, yeah, cool. starting from town, it's a big climb, <laughs> you, you don't want to start somebody off in a bad mood, right? But, um, yeah, it's really cool about the area, you know, is, yeah, the Abajos, there's a, like, a couple, of, like, loops you can do and get a little bit more rowdy, you can ride some of these trails we use for that race, um... In the summertime, you have Elk Ridge at 8,000 feet. And then, you know, in spring and fall, you can use, and even sometimes in winter, depending on the winter, like a lot of the low country, like the desert, where it doesn't hold a lot of snow. But, so, yeah, and there's the the options are almost endless as far as yeah. what you can do. You know, and then you want to add a little packraft to it. You got the Colorado River, you got the San Juan River. You know, you have little little drainages everywhere that you can kind of put a multi-sport trip together, wow. you know, for for just a single overnight or you know multi-days but
0: nice and people can plan their trip online or give you guys a call or come into the shop or however anyway so
1: typically what we do is we're working out we have like a standard trip that we do that starts um, typically it will start down closer in between here and Blanding um, okay. and from there, then they're biking through all the country where there's the Bears Ear, like the Buttes and they're going through mm-hmm. El Ridge area and then eventually into the Bajos. And sometimes we'll end there, maybe in Indian Creek or somewhere along those lines. But typically what we do is we just have someone call, um, or email us and then they just give us a time frame for what they're looking at. That's one of the things we need to build out a little bit more where we have our set trips. We're trying to build up itineraries just on our website so then people can just click on that and say this is what I want to do and maybe have three of those trips available and then we can just get groups of like eight or perfect so people on those and load them up
0: uh can you turn that microphone just a little bit towards Natalie that works right there perfect that's cool uh what are what are the bear's ears I don't I've never heard of those
1: yeah so the bear's ears are the land formations are two buttes, um, yeah. but our area—I don't know—Bear's Ears National Monument. It's the newest national monument in the country, I think. There's another one that was oh, what? established.
2: What's the most popular? Elsewhere, in, uh, but
1: there's a lot of controversy, controversy. behind it right now. <laughs> um, so it was based, came about through the Antiquities Act um, during um, President Obama's administration. Um, when he left office, that was one of his final acts yeah. was creating remember that the entire the the millions of acres what was it 1. 1. 1.3
2: or 1.2
1: mm. or something yeah acres and then when the trump administration came in afterwards following through they then split the monument and reduced the size so now it's two units and oh. so there's the Shah unit which is the southern unit and then there's the northern unit which is the indian creek oh okay. Um, in between those units is like Forest service and blm land oh. um but the size of the monument reduced um, but yeah, the Bears Ears specifically are what the Bears Ears National Monument was named after. These two buttes nice. um, that are out just by Elk Ridge,
2: yeah, south end of Elk Ridge, kind they kind of overlook Highway 95 and Natural Bridges.
1: Yeah, that's going towards Blanding.
2: Um, yeah, from heading Blanding west to from Blanding.
1: Natural Bridges. Oh, okay. Yeah, that I 95 route.
0: I need to go do some exploring out here.
2: Yeah, there's oh, yeah. plenty to explore.
0: Uh, what are some of the uh, attractions like on these these loops? Do you guys hit some old Indian ruins? Like bears? Is there is there certain things you guys make a point to hit, or not really? I, yeah, I mean, what, what what would people expect to see? Like for what would sure. be some of the attractions people expect to see on these trips.
1: Um, one thing is like huge vistas, just like where you can see for miles. Like that's one of the coolest things I think about our areas is you're up top and you can look down into Monument Valley, you can see Sleeping U, you can see um, Navajo Mountain, um, you can see Canyonland. So it's like this 360 view at some point that you'll be able to see one of those epic areas that you've heard and known all about. Nice. So that's something I think that's really key to our area. Um, another thing is you can expect to go through like multiple riparian zones, like you're hitting the desert and then you're going all the way up to like the and, nice. um the conifer type tree yeah. and everything, and then uh, another big thing I think along the way is we always try to include some of some of the cultural, uh, and so from there you can see like the ruins. You can we'll stop at a couple. There's a really popular trip we have called Hotel Rock. Have we gotten you on that before? No,
0: I never. never you need to do that
1: it. one because it's fun ride down. it get, really? gets a little rowdy going down nice. in the slick rock, but Hotel Rock is one of it's it's like this compound of like a rock and then within it is a compound of ruins that you can just oh. walk through and explore and so that's that's a really popular one. Um, yeah I, I mean we're what else we have.
2: We're trying to like, you know, kinda of establish even some like, you know, basic climbing spots yeah. on Elk Ridge and bouldering areas. So yeah, it's like if you have the energy once you get to a camp that night you can either you can go do something else. You can hike yeah. you can hike down a canyon and go check out, you know, some of these deep canyons, big desert towers and Indian ruins and stuff. Um, but yeah like that Hotel Rock one is is something we're looking at trying to do that you'd be specifically interested in is like we're calling the the BB the Bears Ears Backcountry Enduro Uh which would be basically kind of like doing a big gathering up up there and then having another three stage race but be much more kind of a I don't know
1: it's an overnight race too so we have it over the course of two to three days perfect um And so the racers would be like kind of the enduro pro. Well, have you heard of Pioneer New Zealand? No. They kind of do it where they have, theirs is definitely more organized than this would be. They have like camp cities that they set up in each of the locations. But this one would be like, you'd have your stages during the day to be able to ride and you'd be pedaling to the stages and everything. And we might do a little bit of shuttling around. Then we'd have everyone camping out in the area as well. So it's kind of a mesh of our bike packing with our enduro. That sounds
2: yeah, it's, super fun. It is definitely like would totally meet the criteria of like a backcountry activity. It's way out there. Like I said yeah. it's it's an hour and a half just to drive out there in the middle of nowhere. But um, some of the riding is pretty awesome out there. And so yeah, it'd just be kind of a unique experience, kind of a smaller kind of almost like an invite thing to a lot of the racers that have showed up to these other things, but perfect. Hopefully we might try to do like a test run this fall. Nice. And just see how that goes. But
0: <clears throat> That's a good segue into the Abajo Enduro. That's kind of one thing I want to talk about. I feel like that's one of your guys' big, uh, I think it's one of your guys' bigger events. And it's one of the funnest Enduros I've ever done.
1: It's a big party. That's like what it comes down to. Um, So the Abajo Enduro started, this will be its sixth year. So we actually pulled it on. um, We've had it now for three years.
0: Sixth
1: year. Yeah. Oh wow. So we had it when you like so when you were down for that. I think it was like because I was thinking about it, I'm like how did I meet Chris like but you're the one that brought all of the New Mexico crowd into yeah. it. You were at a family reunion, I think.
0: I, I did a triathlon. You did a sprint. That's triathlon. right. Yeah. And it was horrible. <laughs> for me, I've, ne- I've never swam in my life. And I think you showed surrounded. up in
1: like basketball shorts and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. I'm well, glad you did it. So That's swimming with the city. With an anchor
0: on. Yeah. It was so hard. <laughs>
1: But you okay. came back and did the enduro after. Yeah. So that was um, the third year of the enduro when you did it that oh, year. Okay. So it had been going for two years before we'd pulled it on. Um, and really, like, the, the brainchild is it came from Andy Platt. And you've, you've met Andy. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's the life of the party for, for the series. Um, but, but those years,
2: it was only a single... Yeah, race. Like, it was a one-Robertson's pasture, that was it. Yeah, one stage.
1: So when we when we came into town and we were talking with Andy and everything, he was like, you guys need to pull this on. Yeah. Like, we want this to be a Rome event. And we're like, okay, yeah, we'll make it happen. Um, and so that's when we were like, let's turn this into, like, a two-day, three-stage event. Like, get people to stay in, in Monticello a little bit longer.
0: Perfect.
1: Um, and so the, with the three stages, we've tried to rotate them year after year. Like, the third stage we leave is, like, the surprise stage. Sometimes it's just because we're waiting on the weather to find out, like, if we're going to have a monsoon season or not, so if we can run a stage. Um, but yeah, I don't, so three stages, like we do Robertson's Pasture typically, Spring Creek, we'll rotate through Bulldog, we're looking at adding on a, a different stage wagon wheel this year,
0: Nice.
1: changing it up a little bit, um. Kind of what people can expect when they come down is we cap it at fifty riders. Okay. A real goal with that was because we wanted it to be an intimate race. We want to be able to service all of our riders that come in into nice. it and be able to deliver on expectations. Um, we shuttle everyone to each of the three stages. Um, trying to think what else is unique about. But, but our they race.
0: do ex- should still expect a little bit of climbing. Yeah. 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 I remember. Ooh there's a little bit of climb too yeah so we'll drop
1: them off at the trailhead and they typically have like a couple miles sometimes to climb up and some of the climbs are pretty stout climbs to get up to the top still but you'll be greeted by andy (laughs) a friendly face at the top so even after the climbs people are super stoked the stoke is always really high at them we really are trying to push to get more females to ride that's been our struggle
0: Oh um
1: we haven't had enough female riders so that's been a that's been a Push to get more of them out i think was it tyler's wife rode in it last year oh, i
0: think she did yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: so True. it was awesome to get her out it was her first enduro yeah. that's something else we've kind of pushed is like we haven't brought on any we haven't kind of gone to any of the pro riders specifically yeah yeah um and part of that is because it, we want it to be like the people's race right yeah. like so that people can really start to get comfortable on enduro to experience yeah experience it and maybe even have a chance to podium so. And
0: I think it is uh, I think it is a perfect enduro for, for uh, beginner riders mm-hmm. because it, it everything's rideable. Yeah. But it's, you know what I mean? I, what
1: speed you take it at. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I've been to some enduro races where it's like, <laughs> real. you know, it's like sitting on your back tire, holding oh, yeah. on. It's like <laughs> steep, roots, rocky. Just if you're not at a pretty good level, you're probably walking down those for sections sure. or you're crashing through those sections. This this enduro it's it's perfect for beginner riders because you can ride everything for sure and then it's perfect for pro riders because you could go really fast
1: (laughs) which is crazy some of the speed some of these guys go at it's insane yeah Uh, Uh, but yeah you can take it at your pace you can take you can make the race what you want the race to be for you specifically so that's what we really like about it and then we always end with a big raffle. Um, the raffle, the amount has always gone to different things. We used to have a high school mountain bike group in town. Um, that kind of dwindled off. We're trying to revive that again. We just didn't have Super enough interest. So I think the year you wrote it and then the year after that, the donations from the raffle went to help that that team. Um, and try, there's always like food at the end of it. We have a huge lunch, dinner thing yeah. that's catered by Peace tree in town or... We yeah, have another sponsor. Come it on!
0: It's crazy. The year I did it, you guys had like these like pork shish kebabs, like yeah. chicken steak, and then you guys ended up giving me like you guys were giving away like bags, that bags I didn't of I did cook.
1: Me and on a steak. <laughs> so yeah.
0: me and my wife took them home. We had like shish kebabs for like a week. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yep. Last so year cool. was like wraps and smoothies. So that nice. was awesome. People I, I think
0: that's one thing people should expect. I think this is just, like, the most well-hosted enduro they're going to go to. Yeah. Because of, like, I think that's one of your guys' expectations you guys try to meet. Just fun, uh, really make a great experience for the riders, and just fun. Good yeah. time, good weekend.
1: Try to make it as cheap as we can. I think we're at, is it 75 bucks a rider right now? It might be 80. Nice. But it's still, I mean, it's under 100. Yeah. And it's all-inclusive, I mean, when they come in, so...
0: That's cool. Uh, What does it look like this year? Um, As far as trails, do you guys know yet what routes you guys, I mean, you guys got a ton of snow this year. I know. So that's where
1: we're struggling right now. Robertson's is like a cornerstone. We'll always ride that one. Um, I don't know what we're going to do for the other stages yet. We have one, like we had a pitch to do Wagon Wheel, which is a new stage. It would introduce, it would extend the Bulldog stage. Okay. That's um, going towards the blinding, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So it would extend that stage, which would be super fun, but with the snow and water and everything, we're not sure if that'll go. Yeah.
2: Well, it's it's a little bit lower elevation, so it would it would go sooner sooner than Robertson's. I think it'll it'll all happen just yeah. fine. The biggest thing with that part is, and it's also kind of like um, Shea Ridge. You've ridden Shea, right? hmm
0: It's like at the very top. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. It's like a it's a double track, but it can be yeah. a really fast. Um,
0: it's kind of like an ATV trail. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. But there's, like, there's a section down in there that's, you know, even last year, how dry it was, it's still, like, a swamp. Like, it's just, this water just gathers there, and we'll have to build a bridge or something to get over it, or just make people ride into it and crash and hike out. I don't know. Like, yeah. it, it'll add something different to it for sure, but.
0: I think it'd be cool if you guys kept the dirt road on and finished at the end of the dirt road. Because oh, yeah. you yeah. could just do some monster drifts down that thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Because you know what I mean? Once you hit the dirt road off the two-track. Uh-huh. That dirt road goes downhill for a long while, yep. doesn't it? If I yes. remember correctly. Yeah, and then yeah. the
1: shuttle's at the bottom of that dirt hill. <laughs> you should just have guys or We should bomb. just make yeah. them bomb just, down, You'll have some monster
0: crashes, though. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, I said the speeds people get on that are, are crazy. Because I remember
0: uh, just coasting down, like following, I think, Andy or Tyler and them. We were just coasting down that road, and it felt like we were going, like, yeah. 30
1: miles an hour or something. Yeah, yeah, that's that's it. so it's, a, it's
0: a steep little road. Maybe don't race
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> it's good passing zones, baby. <laughs> sketchy passing zones yeah, it
2: kind of depends on if the county's done something to it too sometimes it can get really gravelly and really sketchy but yeah but yeah no i mean yeah that's that's the one thing we struggle with in this area is is trying to get like some new creative options um mm-hmm. you know that's something that Natalie and i have both tried working on with the forest and blm is to try to create a little bit more infrastructure for trails um you know like east side of the Apahos, there's really nothing there, which is kind of sad, except for how close it is to this population. Like, there really should be more up there.
0: Is it because it's all private or something? No, it's
2: not. I mean, there's some chunks in there, but not much. Um, Really, I
0: just... It it could be a long, gradual... Yeah, right.
1: So it just hasn't been in the transportation plan for the Forest Service or the Manti-LaSalle. So we go, our office covers... LaSalle's, it covers up into Ephraim, Ephraim area, like part on, on the border of Price area. And so, like, just the landmass that the Forest Service covers is pretty significant, and this section really hasn't been focused on for any type of outdoor recreation. I you you're
2: competing with Moab, right? Like, yeah. they, they only have so many resources, which is understandable. But, um, you know, also, you know, I think getting more local interest and getting more events here that. Because you know the forest is always willing to work with you if they if they have see a strong enough need for it. Yeah. So like there's
1: a socioeconomic impact. Yeah.
2: For you guys coming down here to do this race, it, it's showing that yeah people will come, they'll show up, and they want to use it. You know, and yeah. there's stuff to be used. And it, like I said it helps the town out a little bit on those weekends. And then then we as a business can go and say, hey, look, like we have these numbers, we have this interest, like we need more. Sure. We we, we got to add more to it. And you know, there's a couple other organizations in town that have like crews that are dedicated to like trail building and repair that, that hire out to the forest, you know, or it kind of do, I don't know, do they just do service work? They contract the CCYC. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, we we have some great potential here to kind of have, you know, groups adopt trails to help maintain them. Um, there's a lot of trails around here the forest just can't get to and maintain. Mm -hmm. They just don't have the people to do it. Um, but
0: so you guys it, almost need like a small nonprofit. Yeah, kind of like, like like the like trail, trail, mix. trail mix. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah,
2: you know, and then and then we could really give the local riders more options, and then then visiting people more options. You know, for stuff yeah. to do.
1: I think something too that you mentioned on the Abajo Enduro that was really important to us and in Andy's mind is he was like initiating and inaugurating the race and everything was what can we do to bring something more to. town. I think that's, like, the revolving theme is, like, what can we do to bring something more to Monticello? And so with the enduro, part of that and extending it into those two two days, like, turning it into a two-day race was to get people to bring their families. And so, I mean, like, when you guys came, you brought your wife, your kids, um, and that's what everyone's been doing. Like, they bring their kids, and it turns into this family event, which I think a lot of times enduros are more so, like, pretty competitive. It's you, yeah. yeah, super competitive. It's you and your team like or your group of like riders yeah. that ride together. It's an individual sport, but yeah, you're with so your rider friends and typically like if it's the wife that's racing, the husband's staying at home or like their partner yeah. staying at home or yeah. whatever the case might be. So that's kind of what we've evolved with this race is to get the families out, get the family as spectators. We have one racer, she brings her parents down every year. Perfect. Like her parents come down and love it and cheer her on and everything, which is super awesome. Yeah. Um, but that was really important, and then the other thing evolving from that is adding on activities for the families to do and creating these itineraries. So, say like if you're out racing, your wife can go out with her ki- with you with the kids and like do a hike or that's yeah. close to the trail where she can then end up and see you finish the race out. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing we kind of evolved to this past year was a way to incentivize more raffle tickets. Um, we just did this business wheel and so every sponsor was on this wheel oh, and nice. as the riders came in they would eat at the local restaurant or they would go shop at the Perfect. pharmacy or local mercantile and they'd get a point and they would get two tickets two extra raffle tickets for oh, shopping nice. locally basically So that's super
0: cool yeah. yeah and I think it's one of the best uh, like it's you really get that backcountry country feel you know. yeah and uh, I know that a lot of the enduro races I do, it's a lot of it's on bike bike parks. So mm-hmm. you ride the chair lift up, and you get all that. But yeah. out here, you're just out, out in the out in the country, and it feels like you're in the middle I, of nowhere. <laughs> and I and I I talk to a lot of enduro racers where they they're kind of tired of that uh, that bike park, it's so much assistance, you know. Mm-hmm. And out here, it's really just you're out in the mountain. You know, you guys provide some shuttling, but it's there's no man-made stuff anywhere. No man-made like jumps. No man-made berms. No lifts. No nothing. It's just solid backcountry. And I think those, I think this enduro is gonna grow. I really think it is. I don't know. Last year we
1: had our record year. I mean, we've probably been sitting at like 20 or so, like mid 20s, high 20 racers. Last year we sold out. We wow. didn't have everyone, we didn't have all 50 racers in it riding, yeah. but we so sold out true. as far as race slots. And so yeah. we had a waiting list, which was awesome. So this year, it'll be interesting to see what yeah. happens with that. But that's kind of like how you were talking about that pristine, I guess, experience of this pristine backcountry experience. That's kind of like the next level with maybe doing something like the BB, like that Bears Ears Backcountry Enduro, uh-huh. is taking it from the Abajo Enduro and then evolving into this other race. So two events then, hopefully yeah. in the future.
2: Yeah, have like a summer and like a fall event. Perfect. So, yeah, because the events, you know, seem to be something that will work well for our area. Um, especially, you know, if it's if it's good enough to have a reason to stay a couple of nights, like, people will make the drive. Like, it's not a short distance, especially from northern Utah. Crown Junction, you know, Durango, your guys' area is not a super long drive.
1: No.
2: Um, but
1: but it's how do you explore this region? And I think that's hard about our area and why there's this kind of untapped potential for us is Rome is, as people are coming into the area, unless you're super comfortable with grabbing a map and like navigating yourself, it's kind of sketchy out there, yeah. um, I, just because it is so, so remote and rustic. And so if we can provide people with an itinerary or with an experience of how to explore the region, yeah. definitely opens up the potential.
0: Yeah, it's so cool. Love it. Um, what do you think could be added? Uh, just, I guess the, what'd you call the next enduro? The what, Do you guys have a for sure name for yes, it? Yes, so we
2: shortened it down just to the BB, the B B E B E for the Bears Ears Backcountry Enduro. Okay. Okay. Um, you, you think
0: you'll add that this year? Or it'll be like a test run this year? Yeah. Test run uh, this year. Okay. So we'll
1: do a test run to see if we can make it logistically work. And then we'll submit for permits for nice. 2020, probably. And
0: so it'll just be like a small group of riders, mm-hmm. kind of like invite them.
2: Yeah, yeah. We, we invited a lot of the riders and kind of pitched the idea that last year's enduro just the interest. And everybody was like, yeah, you do that and I'm there. I'll try it. Sweet. Um, realistically, like we could we could try doing like a test one this spring and do like just like a smaller race this fall yeah. which we should probably actually kind of look into just to get it going because the trails are there a
1: little bit rough yeah. to get it like like pulled through that quickly but yeah i think it would be like the test level and yeah just to see gauge the interest and like to think through the logistics so like the test run would really be people would have to be flexible with us like as far as seeing if the logistics could work out on it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But you know, like I said, we, we have that, we have like a tiny home a hut that'll be out in that area already. Perfect. You know, we could bring in a caterer that would like provide like dinners, like for, yeah, it'd be at least a night, maybe two nights, maybe just one night. And yeah, basically, yeah, you would just be out in the middle of nowhere and there's just kind of be a whole. All the racers would be, just kind of be, you know, hanging out together, you know, pr- and then next day you get up and you go do your last two stages. That's first, so first day you do, you know, one big, one really big stage. And, and are these
0: pretty big transfers? Yeah. Times?
2: the 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 first stage, you know, yeah, you'd be doing a day, then you'd shuttle, you'd shuttle the camp. Um, the next two stages, you'd probably might do more like a classic and. Drill and, and pedal to the next one
1: like mileage Perfect. on it yeah is pretty what would yeah. the mileage be uh, like
2: around like four three four miles maybe and oh. and, it, and it's like not not a lot of crazy climbing like, there's a climb to get out and then it's kind of some flat nice. um but yeah that the middle stage would be kind of a short really rowdy ride and then the last one would be kind of a longer single track yeah um you know you're, you're lucky if you don't get run over by an elk on this place like it's it's a really cool trail and it kind of follows the same, um, you know, tradition of all this other stuff, as in, you know, like, anybody can probably ride it, and then mm-hmm. for those that want to, like, really get after it, they can ride it really fast nice. and really push themselves on it. And so, yeah, it's, it would kind of fit a wide range.
0: How, how are these trails built? Where do they come from? Wait.
2: So the Hotel Rock one is, it's, it's an old jeeping road, and what's really cool about it is, is there's that kind of three different stages to it. The upper section like, just this baby head road, you know for a few miles then you hit this flat where it's just kind of like flowing um pretty pretty hard packed dirt that's really fun then the third stage is like slick rock like oh nice more like technical riding there's some some big drops in it um definitely some areas you know kind of more like, Matt to, like some people would walk though most people that we've taken on it can they ride, can ride it, it. Ride like you
1: state. can ride out especially
2: there. if you do a pre-ride on it cool but yeah it's you know it's it's become one of our. I remember I took Andy out there for the first time mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, and he just like totally fell in love with it. Like he he can crush this thing. Like he's gotten comfortable riding it. But yeah, every you know we usually every spring we have like a group from Moab, a bunch of the shop guys will come down and we'll shuttle it for them. Nice. And yeah, it's it's been received really really well. It's it's about 14 miles. There's kind of a long long approach ride in, kind of a warm up. So yeah, it's definitely a little bit more.
1: But that's the interesting thing, I think, about all of our trails that we're talking about. We're repurposing everything. Yeah, so it's either it's a Jeep trail, or it's a two-track, hiking, yes. or it's an ATV. Hike, like, that's the hard thing is there's a couple hiking trails that are specific just to hiking. Um, the designations in our area are a little bit funky. So okay. unlike in Moab, where it would just be hiking and biking, um, bikes are mechanized in our area. And so we're in the same category as the ATVs, as the dirt nice. bikes. Um, so, so, for all them e-bikers out there, and need
0: to come to Yeah. Me, no, so, no. San
1: Juan County is e-bike. So, like This is the place to ride an e-bike where you wouldn't be able Perfect. to because designation is different down here. But that also limits us in the sense that there's, some, there's a couple of really awesome trails that would really go well for a bike, but we currently don't have the ability to do that because yeah. it's designated for foot and horse traffic. that's something evolving where we're having conversations with the forest service to talk about some designations and seeing what we can open up Mm -hmm. but all of i mean like having been on the abajo enduro like shay was a two track so sick yeah yeah i almost did a cow on (laughs) (laughs)
0: shay
2: yeah yeah you're you're going fast enough like yeah you might not have an option but you know i feel like you know in the in the mountain biking world well even like the end of spring creek you know that's two track but it's like two-track kind of has this bad reputation for some reason. Like, yeah. if it's not single-track, it's not awesome, or it's not it's But Yeah, there's, like, Shea is fast, you know, you have options. The end of, the end of Spring Creek is fast, and you got options. Like,
0: was it Shay this year that some of the writers got lost? Or most of the writers? No, it was, Robertson, it was Robertson. Which
2: was surprising, because, like, half the guys had written it, like, multiple times. I'm like, what happened? And we flagged it, but I think they were just so zoned, and once the first two guys went that wrong way. Like they the just, track is yeah. there, and so. Well, why like Tyler, I think Tyler went the wrong way. I'm like, how many times have you written this, like?
1: Pre-wrote it. Yeah, it's like,
2: what happened? Words.
1: So we'll be better about flagging. <laughs> like we need to figure. Something the, the
2: problem out. is, is we can't we can't close off a trail. Like so we can't just like oh. flag it off because it's it's you know multiple use trail. Just
0: have to put a sign with a giant arrow. Yeah. Something.
2: something or we need a person there maybe to say this way, like keep yeah. going. Something. Yeah, because I mean a lot of fast dudes like went the wrong way, which was <laughs> which was kind of a bummer, but. <laughs> so, that's
0: pretty cool. Yeah. So the guy who won's like yeah. Yeah. I know, I think. No, Sorry.
2: Sam, that that one, he's that dude was just fast and oh, like, nice. yeah, yeah. I don't. I think I think he probably would've pulled out on top anyway, but
1: that's something too, I think like we were talking about earlier in our conversation with like Aztec. Like yeah. it's an old I mean, you had the oil, gas, like the yeah, oil, yeah. gas, traditional extraction. That's what our area is known for too. Like all the extraction, uranium was really oh, big okay. in the area. So the pit down um, south of town. Is that yep. by the
0: cemetery? Yeah, like
1: just back, back, back be, down by the cemetery. There's like 10 miles of mountain bike trail there just oh, yeah. for in-town mountain bike riding.
0: And that's fairly new, right? You guys yep. just kind of designated that. Yeah, that was just year, this year, past
1: so. this past year. We finalized it and so signed an actual, it. So it's actual trail system. It's a trail it's system. a map and all that stuff. Yeah. So it's a trail system like has its own map connects through the golf course across 191 and then over to lloyd's lake as well Perfect. so a good overall system but that area was where the uranium tailings like well, not yeah. the tailings Bill the mill was there yeah, yeah. um but we're kind of like in that shadow of like the reason why we have all these road systems on the mountain that we do of that. was because of the uranium and the mining and extraction industry wow. was just if we didn't have that, I mean, so there's the good and bad, right? There's the balance, but yeah. what can we use to utilize our existing infrastructure? Um, and that's kind of where we're shifting more so is that's where all the trails came from. Yeah. Or the road systems down through that area. It's kind of interesting. Man, that's so
0: cool. Um, I was going to ask one more thing. I forgot what it was. Hmm. Mm. Well, you're a bike shop, I guess. Yeah. That's uh, there's something else. Oh, your shuttling service. That's what I was gonna talk about. Uh, when yeah. is that? Uh, you guys have an epic sh- shuttling service. What all do you guys shuttle? Specific abajo, or do you guys? Sh- I mean, that's a pretty good service. I, yeah like to shuttle. I like getting shuttled. Yeah, I mean, like I said, like you know, Don't forget about the shuttles. Yeah, some yeah, stuff it's is sick. It's
2: good. Is so far away. Right now, Great White, the van is is down. We gotta put a new motor in it. So hopefully, I don't it, be back up yeah, I don't the hope, yeah by the time the season starts, to will be up and running. But yeah, you know, like
1: all I mean, the w- trails on the Abajos, yeah. um, we go down south into like 95, that kind of area we were talking about with Bears okay. Ears. And so, like, Hotel Rock will shuttle that. Perfect. Um, so, key trails I think probably would be a better shuttle is Hotel Rock, Robertson's Pasture, Shea, um, Spring Creek, Bulldog. I'm trying to think of other ones we've shuttled out to. Yeah, I mean,
2: those are pretty much... Everything else is going to be way out there that, yeah, it's just that we've got to kind of... It's more of like our bikepacking territory where we drop you up and you're out for a couple nights. But that's something actually we're working on this year is to do a, you know, a bikepacking trip, you know, where traditionally you're on, like, a steel, rigid frame bike, you know, with stuff. Yeah. But we really kind of... Well, and those same trails we'd use for for the BB, you know, to put together a... A little bit more aggressive, like bike packing trip, to where it's not like you're out there. Everything is on you and your bike. Yeah, you're riding a little bit more aggressive trail. So you know, cause, you know, the bike packing it doesn't have to be just you know roads and just touring around. You can pr- get pretty rowdy. Like you can get after stuff on it. So to kind of put together a trip that is a little more oriented to guys like yourself that are going to want like a little bit more. Yeah meat to it as far as the technical riding and speed <laughs> yeah, goes, yeah. you know. Yeah, so that'll be interesting. We'll try to get that dialed in this year and, and have that as an option. But
0: so you grew up here your whole, yeah. Your whole life. Yeah. So well, you know this stuff. You can't get lost out here.
2: Uh, in the wintertime, I've gotten lost a few times in the wintertime. One of winter time, what just...
1: our first dates was <laughs> we came down and went skiing to his uncle has a cabin, oh. and it's just like, basic, basic cabin, not, like, your big Anyways, like, so we went out and I, we were with a friend who was eight months pregnant. I think Jess was eight months pregnant and her husband. Both of them hadn't been on skis before. So they were on these cross country skis. (laughs) I cross country skied and did some downhill, but like, I was on cross country skis because Justin's like, oh, it's really mellow skiing. It's direct. It's like, what, an hour maybe? You could do it faster, but just with packing all that stuff in, it turned into a full 9
2: hour epic 9
1: hour epic like dustin was like lost he was like skiing ahead like climbing up trees trying to find out like where we were in my
2: defense <laughs> I said, in the winter time everything looks different with all the snow <laughs> there's no trail yeah it, we didn't start till like what 3 in the afternoon it gets dark at 4 oh, so we were no. out at, at dark so like, yeah it was so it was
1: longer than a 9 epic cuz we got in at like 2 a.m. in the yeah, morning yeah wow. it was it was off like no, we I was felt just down so here bad. on blue mountain yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. In my so defense, the, the, nec- the next trip took two hours, went straight to it, went right in. But, yeah. you
0: think you could just, like, look for the town? Oh, yeah. Where you, yeah. <laughs> where you guys are farther out. Oh, yeah, farther farther out you're, yeah out you're in so. the
2: trees. Like, the trees are white. The ground is white. Like, yeah, it was, you know, and then, of course, I'm all, like, stressing out because, you know, I got Natalie on this, one of our first dates, and the other friend's wife's pregnant, so it didn't help <laughs> the situation. But oh, as far gosh. as, like, like w- like yeah, like, summertime when you can see stuff, yeah, it's you know, I so said, doing wildland fire here for yep. a bunch of years. Oh, nice. You know, we went on every road, hiked everywhere, took helicopter rides. So, yeah. That's cool. I definitely don't know the area as good as a lot of people, but I know it pretty well.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: But especially, like, the biking side of it. If there's something that could be bike, I've probably done it. But
1: right. you could live here probably, and people do, live here a lifetime. Oh, yeah. Like, you grow never, up here, you never, never discover everything. And they're in their 90s now, and they yeah. are people that go out on a regular basis and hike and explore yeah. the area, and they still haven't hit everything.
0: I'm related to the Langstons. going you know, any Langstons? Yeah. Well, I know Paul. Paul? There's Paul. Yeah, yeah he was. That's, so that's my dad's first cousin. Yeah. I oh, guess. really? Yeah.
1: Nate yeah. worked with me at the city. Oh, yeah. He's over our public works. Oh, nice. Yeah.
0: Uh, so, yeah, Paul is a fishing game, or what does he do? So, I don't remember used to, yeah. I think he used to, to
1: do fishing game he's retired now I, so, think. I
0: know he knows he's always telling us about oh, yeah. all this stuff
2: yeah with a job like that you would be getting out and about Yeah. but yeah you know I think I think you know just kind of coming to it like there's like a little cliff band on the end of the mountain that when I was doing fire I just needed like a getaway place to go and I was way into climbing then so I, like I got like Twenty routes I have bolted up there, you know, for climbing. Oh, it's it's a great like beginner. There is some stout stuff up there, some bouldering. Um, so I definitely kind of bring, you know, a little bit different view when I'm going across the country. Um, kind of look at things differently. Like, you know, where most people traditionally you're going around like it's, they're hiking around because they're hunting or they're staying on a trail or they're driving their ATV or truck through it. Whereas then when you know, when you approach it with like this mindset of like, can I ski this or can I bike this or can I climb this, yeah. like. I started to pick out, like, a lot of different features. There's, like, a lot of weird little rocks out there that I'm sure no one else even thinks about because they just see it as a rock. But when you're a climber, it's like, dude, yeah. I can boulder that. Like, I can exactly. go take out a crash pad. We're actually talking about doing, like, a, the first that we've heard of, like, you know, like um multi-sport, like, bouldering adventure race. Yeah. You know?
0: I have to bring my wife out for that. Yeah. Or at least show her some of these routes. She was really into climbing when she was younger. Oh, nice. She's, a
1: little out of season now, but she wants to get back into it. Yeah, this so that area, spot great. Dustin was talking about, keep it like a secret, is what we've turned oh, nice. it—not to keep it a secret, but yeah, yeah. just the t- name for it. But that's where we'll take out the local climbing kids, like the kids oh, nice. that want to go out on climbing and figure out how to climb and get. We do like some local clinics for them, so they'll go out on that. So it's all levels, and there's like an area called the school room, so we can get people. Comfortable on the rock and everything, and then that's get him on cool. top rope and stuff. So she'd probably love it.
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: I don't know how old are your kids now? I, I have seven a
0: seven month old little girl. Oh. And a three year old boy. Oh, okay. Yeah, awesome.
2: so the boy could start getting after it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, and congratulations to you guys. I didn't even know you guys had a kid.
2: say <sighs> <Dang sighs> yeah. It's, God, crazy.
1: It flies. is crazy. He's almost. He's 19 months now. So, but he's on cross country skis. So that was awesome. What? We're definitely not, I, I hate saying this, like, I don't know how to be, like, how to say it right. We're not the baby people. No. So that being baby right. super hard. It's hard, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And he, like, he doesn't like sleeping at all. I think he gets that from us. Like, both of us are like, <laughs> we're sleep. like always going, and so he's just always going, but he's getting to the stage now where he likes to do activities, uh-huh. and so it's super fun. Like, that's. Like, going into this stage of, like, the toddler and yeah. as they get older. Like, Dustin was just talking yesterday. He's like, if I could fast forward 10 years, yeah. he's like, I'd be a lot older, but my kid would be old enough to go <laughs> skiing on, an, like, a ski adventure yeah. or a climbing trip with me, so. Yeah.
0: But at the same time, you want to, you're like, changing diapers sucks. Yeah. Like, I hate this. But then, what I'm always telling myself is, like, dude, he's only three one I know. Time. Right, yeah. yeah. And like Enjoy the moment He's going to get old, and then you're going to be like, dude miss i wish he was three again yeah that's yeah. what i think because everyone tells me that my mom and stuff my mom's like oh, i miss you guys when you guys are babies I yeah have, like the best days like, <laughs> and my mom's always missing that like she wishes you know she can go back to when we were babies because oh, okay. now we're all old and she just yeah. you don't <laughs> see each other much anymore and she just, just like sucks you know so, yeah it's so true now she has grandkids so she's like enjoying that but uh, so that's how i try to remind myself i'm like Enjoy the moment. Just try to figure out how to enjoy changing diapers.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it ebbs and flows. I mean, we had our season where we could do the epics, and we could have... Yeah. I mean, guys, we're both kind of... I mean, I guess you it's been relative. Your, like, we yeah. had our time. Like, I'm 30 Perfect. now. Dustin's, like, mid-30s, and so... Perfect. We had our time to kind of figure ourselves out, mm-hmm. travel, do our own thing before we got married, and then after we got married, we took a while to have kid. so...
0: I think that's the way... I that's hope. how me and my wife did it, too. We... we we were done doing like most of our stuff. I raced motocross when I was younger. Oh, that's true. And then uh, my wife, she lived up in Utah and she did her thing. And we just kind of enjoyed our single life. And, yeah. and then we dated for like another six years or so and then finally had kids. I think she was 30 when she had, had our, little, our first one. And uh, I think it's the way to do it. I, th- I can't imagine having a kid when I'm 20. Like, yeah. uh, be
1: hard it would be hard yeah i've
2: got a lot of siblings that did that i mean it, it's cool now though because know, like they're still yeah, yeah they're right? like you know
1: i mean his 50 he has a 15 year old no 18 year old nephew 18, yeah. now he, it's awesome to go out with him like but yeah it's that balance though so. yeah. sure she still misses having that kid age yeah. and like how do you balance not forcing your kid into an activity that you love because so you don't want to make him hate mm-hmm. it like so and i think there's the fine balance between that because you can push it too much yeah. um so just making sure they can just have fun.
0: It's hard on. It's like it, that's the way we think. Like homeschool. Like what? How do we get our kid to be as least vulnerable as possible in this yeah. world? And then the world's just getting crazier. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you're like, should I homeschool him or public school? He's gonna get like he's gonna deal with difficult people. You just gotta let him. Yeah. He's gonna get his heart broke. He's gonna get. Like this world's just gonna destroy you, so you just kind to let. You can't prepare them for that, you know. Just, and yeah. it's sad because you're like they as babies and little. They're like so perfect, mm-hmm. but you know, like they're so vulnerable. Yeah. So you're as a parent trying to prepare them for that, and it's almost impossible. You're like,
1: I think as long as you can know. be like the rock as a parent, like they just yeah, yeah. know that stuff's gonna happen, mm-hmm. like life's gonna happen. But I can always come back to my parents. Yeah. I think Dustin's parents are good Perfect. examples of that. Like, you, can not, you know they're reliable. Like, they're always there. Like, yeah. you can always come back to them. Perfect. And I think that helps.
0: And just kind of be somewhat of an example. Like, me yeah. and my wife try to be good with money. We try to be good with, you know, like, just yes, like, the, l- the at little that. things. <laughs> and so <laughs> that's they can, so hopefully they can kind of model, like, see how your, their parents do it, you know? And be oh, like, yeah. uh, that's kind of their right or wrong gauge, I guess. Like, oh,
1: uh, like
0: if they're doing terrible in one way, they're like, look at the parents. Like, that's how. I don't know.
1: No, I love that. I it's love, to, like, that. Try to
0: try to be a model. Be a good example, yeah. And hopefully your kid can look at you like, well, their life went pretty good, <laughs> so I should probably be doing what they're doing. Because yeah. if you, like, I feel like if you try to tell them what to do, they're not going
1: to They're just, never like, <laughs> going to listen.
0: <laughs> but if they can just kind of see it out of the corner of their eye, like, what their parents are doing, that's then true. maybe they'll just gravitate towards, like, trying to do that. I don't know. Funny. Yeah, kids yeah. Funny.
2: I basically I've divided life into two stages. Like, you have the young life, and that is you. You can be in your sixties, a couple, and not have kids. That's still the young life. You can still so much more freedom. But as soon as you have even just one kid, it's like, <laughs> boom, you're into old life. Like, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like so It's young and old life. And yeah, it's definitely an adjustment. Right? Yeah. But so cool
1: to see like in all of, like the heart and everything. It's so cool to look down at him and see like a mix of the two really of us is, like huh? it's always like tripping like you look at him you're like whoa that's that's the and they're so little and you I can know.
0: already see it like, and it's you know.
1: stuff's clicking he's starting to learn stuff starting to figure <laughs> stuff out so that's super fun just remembering those moments yeah
0: how cool um any more no maybe
1: uh I don't know kids no yeah. <laughs> really? in the
2: foreseeable unless unless we can really sort out this Rome thing <laughs>
1: Rome is another kid, so we yeah. have
0: Roman yeah. <laughs> and Rome. <laughs> nice, Roman and Rome.
2: Which, yeah, we'll we'll see. I, I at times, I'm like, well, "Well, wait till Roman's older, then we'll just like adopt <laughs> yeah. a four-year-old." You know, it kind of skips those early stages <laughs> and Skip just the diaper stage. Yeah, adopt adopt a kid, and he'll have an older brother, and yeah, you know, help help out society that way. I don't know.
0: For for me and my wife, it was two, so we had we had the one, and then we were curious. We we're like, well, we don't want him to be an only child." Maybe we can get lucky and have a girl, but we might end up with two boys. Like, it'd be cool to have a boy and a girl, yeah. and it did work out that way. So, so after the one kid, we kind of had that curiosity.
1: Like, oh yeah, like, maybe like, one more. guys
0: a boy, braver, with, and, you know, like know. want someone, needs someone to play with, and, and so after we had two, we're like, no more, no, <laughs> no more curiosity. We're not even <laughs> the slightest bit curious uh, of what a third one would be like. We're just like, nope, not happening. We got two, boy and a girl, we're good. Yeah. we're good. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's what's hard for me, is I was an only child. And then Dustin, like, we're the extremes. I'm an only child, and then Dustin had five, five sisters. sisters. <laughs> and <I'm>,
2: No brothers. <laughs> no brothers. <laughs> I don't That's
1: know. Awesome, like, bro. as an ki- only oh. child, it wasn't fun growing up as an only child. Like, I always yeah. wanted another sibling. But I guess you always want what you don't have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yet Dustin's like, I always wanted want a brother.
2: <laughs> 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 Which, I lucked out. My, my next-door neighbor, Scott Frost, was basically my little brother. He was four years younger and he would awesome. He was basically my little brother, so it worked out.
0: <laughs> oh, funny. Uh, cool, as we'll wrap this up a little bit. Uh, what kind of bikes if people come in here, rent a bike? What yep. kind of brands you guys carry? I was gonna ask you that. that?
2: Yeah, you know, so that's that's been our biggest problem with, with our shop right now with where we're at is um, We don't have, we don't have like great, just like trail bikes. I mean, right now we're kind of focused on the bike packing. Okay. You know, so we have like the Surly ECR, you know, fully rigid steel frame with the Rohloff hub on it, all the internal gearing, which is amazing touring bike. And then we have a couple, a few of the Salsa bucksaws. It was like the first full suspension fat bike. Nice. 3.8 tire on it, which is an amazing bike. It's it's a rowdy bike, but people don't want that for just a trail bike. Yeah. Um, So this summer we're really Trying to, we're looking at bringing on some yetis nice, just because dude. I really want one and the only <laughs> way I can afford one is maybe if we can be a carrier. so yeah, yeah that's, so to have something as a trail bike, you know their newer bikes have that bigger frame you could use it as a bike packing rig as well yeah. but still really good after just the riding you know yeah. and, and something you know when, when we sell them off, one plus that we have over Moab is our trail. I mean we have no hole in around here you're not going to kick the crap out of a bike. So yeah. we can sell off our used bikes and Perfect. you can pretty much know they're they're not been Perfect. ridden to death, you know. Yeah. So we're not retooling
1: the... our bike packing rig too a little bit. There's a oh, company out am. of Moab called Blaze. Okay. And he builds bikes, he oh, builds no. custom Tie bikes, titanium. Titanium bikes. Is that like
0: a gravel gravel bike or
1: Yeah, so well this one will be specific to bike packing. So in the past he's okay. done like gravel bikes, he's done some road bikes. Um, so we're working with him right now on a custom design. To yes. kind of take the roll hop, like the surly ECR to the next level okay. is what we're looking at with that. Maybe pinion drive on it as well. This is the ECR? This is the ECR, yeah, right here.
2: Okay. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, it'll, it'll be more of like a kind of like a more of an aggressive bike, have front suspension on it, like aggressive bike packing. Okay. Barrier, but, so we'll have our bikepacking dialed stuff and then...
1: More of a trail.
2: Yeah, with the idea you'll have your trail bike, you know. Okay.
1: And then the wintertime we have cross-country ski rentals. Um, rent out like climbing harnesses and shoes as well, and then our whole bike packing kit, so like nice. camping gear, um, can get rented out. Any of like the sleeping kits can get rented out.
0: So. Perfect. Yeah, the Yetis will be perfect for the shuttle stuff. Yeah. yeah. Shuttling the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. I like those. I love the options they have now. They're yeah. 100, 130, 150. Yeah. and then everything's twenty nine er now. I think in Yeti. I mean. Yeah, they're new. They're cool. new bikes. Yeah. You can still get the SP five and. Do they yeah. still make those? Yeah, five, yeah.
2: They stopped the S B five plus. Okay. But yeah, the S B five, That Mello, would be the 5.5, right? The uh,
0: S B is the one that came plus or you
2: can rent it. Uh, no, it was just it was a twenty five twenty seven five plus that, oh, okay. that they stopped making. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, so they still have like their original range of 27.5, and then all the three newer bikes are two nighters, oh. yeah.
0: Are sick man I'd love to ride one too yeah they
2: look they look awesome I said I've been drilling over them for years just I'm, <laughs> I'm not committed to any one brand like, you know, I've worked my way through you know yeah. specialized Santa Cruz Rocky Mountain like, and now I'm just I'm perfect. perfect I just my brain i focused on the Yetis, so and we'll see what happens
0: I love it man it's kind of where I'm at too I, for the longest time I've always rode Diamondback yeah. and then now I'm just like mm, I'm going to try their bikes yeah, bike. try. Something else. Like, I'm not super, they held me a ton but I'm not like, super obligated to them so now I'm at the point where I'm like, mm, I kind of want to try a common sale. I kind of want to try, you know, just, yeah. just well, for the there's experience. There's
2: so many like, options out there, yeah. yeah like, so many stinking options that, I mean, that's, I'm, I was the same way with skis for a long time. I only skied DinaFit, but now it's like, man, there's the options are just amazing. <laughs> so you got to kind of branch out. But
0: That's cool. And what's your niche, Natalie? Mainly, uh, you mainly climb? You, or, do you bike still a lot, or?
1: Yeah, mom, I mean, mom. Ma, mom? I, mom. <laughs> I mom. So that's, I mom a lot. <laughs> so that's kind of like the weird thing right now. I mean, we have this Rome thing going on, but I have a full time job still oh, as well okay. to hold down. So when we met, I was working at Monticello City. Now I work for San Juan County. Oh, nice. So I'm over tourism and economic development for the Very county cool. right now. Oh,
0: that's such a great job.
1: Yeah. So it's, I want your job. <laughs>
2: That's the funny thing. That's what she said in 2013. She's like, I want that job, and all of a sudden she has it. Yeah,
1: the opportunity came about to be able to do it, and then I was in all of the right industries to have mm-hmm. evolved my resume enough to, to kind of shift into that position. Super. So that's been awesome. It's, I've been in it now for a year and a half, so around the same time I had Roman kind of jump straight into that so that's taking up a ton i hate saying that work life's taking up a ton so but it's all about biking like i can try to fit that in like we travel around the state a lot for that for that job so okay i just try to take my bike with me as much as i can but skiing's really been where i've been kind of trying to fine-tune more um especially at the backcountry skiing
0: right now it's interesting i drove up i wanted to drive to the mountain last night and then I can only drive up a couple of miles.
1: So they stopped plowing. So that was a Crazy. huge project out of the city uh-huh. that we did. We, um, they've always stopped plowing right there. And that where you that parking lot you turned yeah. around in is called the um, Dalton Springs parking lot. Yeah. Um, and that's the entry. Like, that's our winter trailhead to get up to the Abajos and everywhere else. But I think it was two years ago when I was with the city. We got a grant to start grooming that. So now it's a cross-country trail. Oh, so the so top of that's kind of Yeah, so the whole thing along that area is cross-country ski groomed, and then there's, just to the right of that road, there's a whole cross-country ski trail system in oh, that area. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I've seen all the ski tracks, but um, I didn't know that they kind of made it into a they kind of yep so it's structured. an official
1: Nordic area now for that's that so, so there's so a winter neat. trailhead now hopefully we'll have an avalanche sign up there too next year Yeah. Um, and then that's also where we really push everyone for the backcountry skiing I've seen
0: there's a little trailer parked there yeah, talking so about avalanches
1: mm-hmm. so room. that's our that's our trailhead sign nice. for it and inside that trailer is where we store the groomer and the snowmobile and everything nice yeah
0: man that's cool um, shoot what else you guys got
1: that's about what all
2: I have. That's kind of all I want to talk about. Yeah, yeah. I
1: mean that's the bike packing trips or something like we're really trying to push out this year. You know, just kind of doing getting like more some people on.
2: some like fly in options, like where you you, you mm. leave Monticello Airport and fly. Cause that the drive's so long. You fly in, you can see the country. The hut system we're trying to work on throughout the county, and one other thing, like at at this point, we're not like a by no means, like, a full-service, like, bike shop. Like, uh-huh. I am no amazing mechanic, yeah. but I actually we need to get you up here sometimes to yeah. do some stuff on suspension, it seems like. There you But, go. Um, yeah, I mean, we basically have enough stuff to kind of take care of basic things and stuff. But, yeah, I feel bad when people show up thinking we're a full-service bike shop. Yeah. I'm just like, ah, we're just not there yet. Like Yeah. It, but, so. Really, yeah, it was the BI2, electronic shifter's not
0: shifting. sorry, shop's kind of like that one. Like, ah, <laughs> I work on that stuff.
2: Got some or cables like, and housing, dude. That's can you do something with that? That's about it.
0: Yeah, and then I have to do my homework when I get some road bike in with some crazy like bottom oh, bracket.
2: I don't sure even work. Of. I don't even work road bikes anymore, like, man.
1: We're like, I'll we'll oh, do I tires. Know. I can switch out here. Yeah. So I'm like I don't
0: even know
2: that bottom bracket or how that thing. Goes.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't even mess with road, yeah, road bikes. bikes. get crazy. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'll mess with that. Yeah, stuff. I'm like, yeah, dude. Like, go to Moab, go to Cortez.
2: <laughs> like, I'm not gonna. I don't want to break your fancy road bike. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's funny, man. Um, cool. I think that's all
2: I got. Uh... Well, first of all, man, big thanks to you, man, for for bringing oh, the the New Mexico crew over here. Like you guys yeah. were like in the first, kind of the foundation group of the racers showed up. And well, you're
1: uh, like a core now. Like yeah. There's always, a, <laughs> there's always been a There's always
2: been a
0: rep coming from New Mexico, so it's cool.
1: And everyone's super stoked when everyone shows up, like when the New Mexico group's here. So nice. Yeah.
0: Well, it adds I'll, to the
1: feel for sure. Definitely, I'll try to
0: make it next year. Now we all have kids. Yeah. Me, Towns, and Tyler. How's Towns doing? How's good. that? kid? He's good? got a little, uh, she's also like seven months old. Oh, wow. Arbor, his little baby. Oh, so cute. He's enjoying that parenting life also. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's cool, man. It's cool to all do it together, you know?
2: Yeah. It's yeah. Like,
1: that's fun yeah. to have that tribe, like, mm-hmm. just to have that group of people.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of fun. He's actually my neighbor. For neighbors. Oh, oh really? We really? see <laughs> 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 quite often, so it works out pretty good. That's but great. we'll definitely try to make it up here this year. and uh, This is one race that's on my list. So, cool.
2: Well, we appreciate it. Mm-hmm.
0: Cool. Well, thank you guys. No, yeah, thank thanks. You. Yeah. <laughs> how do people? Uh, well, real quick, how do people? I guess find you guys? No. Oh yeah. I mean, um, I'll put everything in the description. But
1: RomeUtah.com is okay. our website. Oh, nice Follow one. us on Instagram. Um, the tag is Rome Industry. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think what else. The Abajo Enduro is linked to all of that as well on our website. We have okay. a, a page just for the Abajo Enduro, so you can okay. find... From there, you can register for the Abajo Enduro. Nice. Um, yeah. If you register... So, I mean, it's past that point, but at the end of every year, we run, like, a special. So it's 50 bucks to get into the Abajo Enduro if you nice. register before December 31st. Perfect. But now we're up to the standard rate. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's $75. You yeah. just bump it up to I'm gonna me. sign up pretty, pretty yeah. Big then? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh. Also, I have one more question. I uh, hmm, Guess I forgot. Yeah. I guess that's it. Okay. We'll wrap that up. Thanks, guys, for listening. Hey, yeah, thank, thank you. And come visit Rome Ministry.